0: Picture book, picture of your mother and Nina Schwedershanna and long time ago. Picture book. There was a days you beginning every podcast with a song or nonsense. Today you're so organized with your papers and big talking about like new media goal and perspective. And I want we come back to the roots, to the balagan, to the mess, to the rock and roll, to the drugs. Where is old Amy?
1: I'm so happy. Amy? Old Amy is still here because she's still kind of... No, I'm kidding. Now I know how to work the mic stands. I'm so happy that you brought up roots because in my special grab bag of vinyl that I brought to today's session, amongst them is a deeper reveal at the letters in the Hebrew word for truth, Emmet. I was saving that for later, but maybe that's a good place to begin now. What do you think? Hi, you're listening to October 7th, emotionally raw coverage from Dorcomet Comet and me, Amy Sapan. Today is December 11th, the 28th of Kislev, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Today is Monday, and we're at Dora's apartment in South Tel Aviv. Emmet. Emmet. True. Before we get into the and talk about the truth, I want to explain why I even got into that. Like, how did that make it into the bag in the first place, right? You're listening to Emotionally Raw Coverage. And this is how Amy tells a story, right? If you're just joining us, go back, listen to episode 21. But for those of us who have been here, thank you. We love you. You know, I start a story, but then I pause for a second and I start the story somewhere else. Elon Musk. Oh, what a recurring character in this show. So he was in Israel, then he left. Then I was like, oh my God, is he a changed man? That was episode 30, I think. Anyway... I was reflecting on Elon Musk on Saturday and I showed my sister-in-law's sister-in-law. You know, she like didn't really know who Elon was. She didn't know that he was with Grimes. He didn't know that he named his kid with a, you know, basically a name with strings of letters and numbers. And then I realized a lot of people probably don't know that. Do you know what Elon Musk's son's name is?
0: One, three, age, oh... 21
1: it's like x and then it's this letter like an a and an e that look like they're connected and then it's a 12 and he says that you pronounce it like this x ash a 12 so anyway and, I, and
0: what's going to happen if you will like play soccer and someone won't like hey man pass me the ball x dash 12
1: it's a, it's a weird... But
0: maybe he will not be in soccer. <laughs> anyway.
1: So I had this lightning bulb moment. I was like, holy shit, guys. Maybe Twitter was renamed X as like a tribute to his kid. You know, like when parents open stores and then they name it after one of their kids or the initials of their kids. And I was like, maybe Twitter, the rename is like a love letter to a son. So... I don't know. I asked the internet about Elon Musk and like the letter X. And apparently he's been in love with the letter X for a long time. It's just a letter that he loves. It's like the letter that he loves the most. And it had some bells ringing in my brain. Back in the day, before the Jews were expelled to Babylonia, and then like ancient Hebrew gets this twist of Aramaic, Back then, there was ancient Hebrew, also referred to as Paleo-Hebrew. And the letter X looks like the letter Toph in ancient Hebrew. Like the letter Toph in ancient Hebrew is an X. So I was really like thinking about the origins of the letter X for a second. And in ancient Hebrew, Toph, and still today, Toph, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, means Truth, Emmet, and then there's this explanation in the midrash that Emmet is made up of the letters Aleph, Mem, Tav, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the middle letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And Shekel, on the other hand, is made up of like the almost last letters of the alphabet. And so the, the, the the sort of like lesson of this is that truth is all encompassing, but a falsehood is narrow and deceiving. And then, you know, there's where does tough come up in the Bible? It's like a longer story, but it's used as like a marking in one of the stories in the Bible. It's used as a marking of like the people that are going to be spared of God's wrath. But I also wanted to take a second to like look at the significance of those letters for a second. It gave me, it gave me some like inspiration and strength today when I reunited with this. Aleph, its meaning is like strength or leadership. Mime is water or chaos, and Aleph is also an ox, by the way, which is pretty cool. And then Taf is mark or sign of, or covenant, and I I really love that. I thought that there was something so kind of complete about truth from that perspective that there's like water and chaos in the middle of truth. And that truth kind of is something that's all encompassing. You know, like we look for this true version of the facts or we change and we say, oh, you know, I've always been a morning person, I guess. Like now I've been waking up in the morning really early without an alarm clock after so many years that I would like go to bed at like one or two in the morning and like wake up like later or wake up underslept And then I come to this realization as a person. And instead of just being like, now I'm a morning person. Back then I was a night owl. Some people might say, oh, I guess I'm becoming in touch with who I always was or something. As if there's this one true version, as if there's this like monolithic, constant, static thing that we're supposed to aspire to. And what I like about truth from that lens of like, The beginning the end the middle chaos there's leadership there's a covenant there's you know a contract but then there's also possibility there's this whole range it becomes truth not as something to search for arrive at and then stay at but more of an embrace of the journey
0: wow (laughs) if someone will listen to this specific two minutes you pitch right now He will tell himself, like, where am I? It sounds like a Scientology (laughs) podcast. So I think we should make things a little bit more dirty. Instead of talking, like, about a met v'sheker, maybe we should, right now, to say some Hebrew word, like, really shallow, and then it will be equalized. Yeah, it makes sense. All the word I use is correct.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Okay, so... Should I, like, cares right now, or what should I do?
1: I mean, y- you should do whatever you want to do. That's what we're about here at Emotionally Raw Coverage. You, be free to be you.
0: Okay. So, kuf, kuf, yud, is a uh, stand for khaki. <laughs> and I feel today that I'm really connected to my, anyway, music transition. <laughs> Okay, okay. Less Scientology. Oh, come on. Podcast. But
1: today's Day 66. We can talk a little bit about numerology and like Route 66, the mother of roads. You remember the beatniks? That's what they used to call Route 66. But do you know much? Have you heard about like Route 66? You have. You've seen probably the Vincent Gallo movie, right? Route 66? No. I feel like you're the kind of person that watches Vincent Gallo movies. You haven't seen it?
0: No, but I watched uh, last Vars, the last show of the band, the band.
1: Oh, the band.
0: The band. Can
1: you imagine the confidence required to like name your band? Like the, the band. band.
0: I know which song we're going to do in the end.
1: You're assuming that I know the band <laughs> songs, but I feel like I, I, I grew up in the States. I must know songs by the band. And then you're like, it's like those songs. That you're like, oh, that that's the band. Like, I, of course I know the band. Yeah. That's that's the vibe.
0: So tell me everything about Route 66.
1: I can't really tell you that much about Route 66, but it was just earlier today. I was reading the news and 66, day 66 of the war. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's a bad number, right? Like 666 is the devil's number or a satanic number or something. So I was like looking up online. I was like, oh, my God, is it like a devilish day? Is it? I mean, whatever. I'm searching in all directions, I guess. But then I found out that 66 is actually a good number. It's just a good number. I mean, yes, there's like some sort of like uh, mystical cult thing with like Baal and like Wicca, I don't know, Wicca and a little bit like darker spirits. And for them, like 66 has like a little bit of a darker connotation. But according to numerologynation.com, angel number 66 is a message of a prayer answered. It appears as a sign that the universe responds to you every time and you just need to open up your heart and soul and receive their powerful messages. Angel number 66 in the spiritual sense also means compassion, harmony, and unconditional love. That's kind of what I've been trying to give myself today. I woke up from some wacky dreams and I felt really flooded with memories today really sentimental this morning, homesick. I miss my parents. And I guess it it serves a function, sentimentality. Today, I really wondered, I was like, oh, you know, I I love that I'm sentimental and I love that I care and I'm sincere and I pay attention to details. But sometimes when I wake up in the morning on a Monday, I don't really want to feel flooded with this kind of feeling of like sadness or remembrances of, you know, sincere, delicate moments past. And so I asked chat GPT, we've become really close lately, but I asked chat GPT, you know, does sentimentality have a function instead of going about my day again with the same kind of like, Oh, I'm feeling sentimental. Oh, I'm going to be hard about it. I talked about it at yoga this morning went deeper into it, and then at the cafe, I asked ChatGPT about sentimentality, and I was surprised about what it told me. So amongst my many findings in that conversation with ChatGPT today, I learned that Apart from fear, which I think most of us know by now, you know, flight or fright and fear is really there for evolutionary reasons. It's there to like help you deal with a threat. I was a little bit surprised to learn that all of the emotions play a crucial role in human evolution. Like it feels silly to be saying that out loud, but even my sentimentality, it seemed has an evolutionary there's like an evolutionary reason for it. Curiosity too, even joy and excitement. By sentimentality, what I mean is emotional attachment or nostalgic feelings. Uh, These can relate to memories, experiences, or relationships. And it often involves a deep and meaningful connection to the past, can be triggered by various outside stimuli, such as objects, places, or events. And it has a few advantages from an evolutionary perspective, including social bonding. It brings you closer to people around you. It can also play a role in memory and learning. It's how communities transmit culture to one another. It's good for our well-being. sometimes, when you know when the memories take you in a direction that warms your heart, of course. And Honestly, Dor, as someone who was a little bit like, I was like, okay, I've, I'm, you know, chat GPT. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if I want to use it. I was kind of stuck. I was stuck for a long time. Last winter I was going to the same cafes and I was like, kind of like doing the same mistakes over and over again or taking taking the same course through some things. And now I feel like it's I'm allowing myself to open up to this change of whatever present we live in with this like artificial intelligence. And instead of just sitting in the corner and be afraid of it, I've been hanging out with it. I've also been using artificial intelligence for some help to like take our episodes and make um, transcripts from it using AI. I'm not going to advertise that company until, you know, they're paying us, but let's just say it's a company. And Anyway, I fed it one of our episodes. I fed it all of our episodes, but in one of the transcripts, it said, join Dora Comet and Miami Sapan. Oh my gosh, that is my name from here on out. That's my show name. It's gonna be like DJ Miami Sapan. Come see her spinning on the decks. I love it.
0: I thought he would call you like X-14 Musk. Okay, you have some like, uh, this is the hardcore shit, you know? War. ah, oh, war.
1: You want to talk about the war?
0: Gossip, something. Tov. Give me something.
1: Before we go into something, I want to tell you, I want to share with you some insight that I'm having with this changed format. I want to thank you for pushing us. I, I think that between the two of us, you have more of that like energy that's like yala, you know? You're like, shachari, release, like let it go. I'm like sitting there on a Friday, five hours, trying to like really get it. Like I want to get it exactly like mm-mm, like the episode description. Who spends five hours on an episode description? And they're all up, by the way. They're hopefully to give you a little bit of a different, an additional Pleasurable experience listening to our episodes. It'll help you, like, be like, oh, what was the episode with the blah, blah, blah? And it's there. It's like all this goes back and forth. I'm not sure what I just heard. Well, there you go. With episode descriptions, it's right there for you. What did I just hear? You know? And anyway, I agonize. And you have this energy that's just like, release, yellow. And that was my dream for myself for this Jewish New Year. Before all this machugana shit went down and started, I wanted for myself to release this year. My birthday's coming up. Everyone always gets like birthday jitters. I'm a Capricorn, so my birthday jitters, like I want to wake up on my birthday and feeling like I've advanced a few more of like my personal goals. Like then I'll be like, oh, wow, great birthday. Also, obviously that I'm alive, that I'm well, futfu, b'salat Hashem. And wartime, you really just celebrate it all, including last night's sunset. Did you see it? Yes. I didn't. I missed it. And I was crying about it this morning, like a little girl sentimentality. That was the beginning. That was where the sentimentality started this morning. Look, you know how long it takes me to get this honest. It just takes me longer and longer. You, my friends, you're like the seed sprouting out of the earth in the beginning of the spring, you know, that energy. And I'm like the... The little animal that like eats a lot in the summer and just like goes into the winter and then, you know, seeing a lot and thinking a lot and pedaling a lot and spinning circles. But just like, yalla, release.
0: How it helps you in uh, in relationship. Mm. Because for me, this character, this is like my Achilles heel, you know?
1: What? That, that you're like, yalla, release? Yalla. Look, I'm not going to lie. It's not super. Can we get into this? Yeah, you love this shit it's not super easy for me to be on the receiving end of it. Sometimes I'm just like, what does he not see it? Does he not appreciate it? Does he not like, like because you're so willing to just like forego it and do without it. I feel like you find it insignificant on some level. And then I feel, I feel sensitive about it, but then like that's my shit. Like I choose to spend five hours on the episode description. You are like, no one asked you to do that. Like you didn't ask me to do that. Who asked me to do that? I asked myself to do that. I don't know why. why shouldn't I release? But it's like spinning. I find that the energy is like changing, and of course it's disorienting. That's what I'm saying. And like, it's friction isn't always chill, but in searching for chill for all those years. And I'm not knocking it like it, that, that mindset was a really important back then in my life to just like, you know, I want to chill. I just wanted to like be, and things still happen. Things still moved, but not at this velocity. I feel like now it's just Miami Sapan t- tearing through like episode descriptions, getting into it with chat GPT, chat GPT is like, I can't assist you with pr- promoting Terror or giving you information about terror. And at the beginning, I was like sunny South Florida girl, Miami Sapan, just like really sweet with Chat GPT, like, hi ChatGPT, good morning. I'd love to really finalize some of those episode descriptions today. Can you help me? And then 20 times after like repeating myself and being like, I'm not asking for like help with terror because every so often it would just like bug out. Like we're on a roll where like I use it as a language editor and like it would be like an hour in or something or one of my requests would get this result. And anyway, I would just get, I got really frustrated, but it's, it's weird. It's like something is changing in me and it's weird because it's not weird. It's like, it's great. It's fucking great. Like I stopped wearing bras on October 7th. Like I just, it was something I'd been like moving towards. I know that that's not, War-related coverage that anyone—I guess it's less coverage, but uh, <laughs> but I'm chat, but um, I'm changing. Like I'm becoming less restrained. I feel like for so long I believed that oh I'll be like restrained and elegant, and I'll like play that way of like communicating and like kind of keeping it more even keeled and like playing by the rules and like doing everything on my own or like not asking for help or not delegating or not using like resource or whatever and like going at it and I'm a changing woman what
0: and is
1: restrain Restraint restrain is
0: you are less restrained
1: less restrained now yeah for sure I was way more restrained and keeping myself restrained also was I think the cause of so much stress and anxiety
0: am but I restrained
1: no you're not really restrained I think that you there are some things that are restrained about you I'm that I the feel. the king
0: of the restrained. This ish, is the restrainer.
1: Ish. But you also have like chutzpah. So it's like an interesting mix. Like you have a level of restraint, but you're also lefamim like chutzpahn, you you're, like you're noez, like you're audacious. So you're not fully restrained either.
0: Okay, Amy just told me, like, the subject you want to speak about, and it's like 90% spiritual stuff and 10% not spiritual stuff. So you want to speak about, like, tarot cards or... Yeah, fuck it. Let's speak about tarot cards. i tell you something about tarot. It's no matter which card you, like, pull out from the card pack. It will always be like, hmm, the, the seventh sword. Oh, I'm <laughs> feeling exactly, the, wow, thank you, you know? So tell me about your card.
1: After an intro like that, I'm not sure I want to share the card with no, you. No,
0: share. I'm into it. Actually, I, I did it a few times. My I... ex-girlfriend was really into tarot. I knew. It, it didn't help us. I had
1: a hunch that you have an ex who is a tarot reader and that that's why you have a little bit of a eh, eh, with the whole genre.
0: The 14 coins or the 15 would, um whatever help us? I guess not. We keep ignoring each other. Anyway, please keep on.
1: Well, I mean before we get into it, does anything help anything? I, I was sad today. I was thrown back to 2003, the year I left home for college. And it's sad. It's bittersweet. I really wanted to go away for college. And since I was four, when I was four years old, my older sister went off to college. And so it was this like part of life that was like built into my awareness from an early age. My mom was like one day you'll be her age and you'll also leave the house and go to college. Like you'll, you'll fly away from the coop was the message I got. And maybe it'll be on the other side of the country or maybe as it is in my case on the other side of the world. And it's sad also, you know, that you, you go this distance, but you lose other things. Like all these years, I live very far from my parents. So and then the question is, well, what's the point like did i did I gain so much to justify that distance? So I don't know. I think at a certain from a certain perspective, you could see everything as kind of like pointless and causing like the distance is too big or like it's super meaningful and that the distance is really close. I don't know how to explain this.
0: I get it, but what was the card?
1: okay, so There's this card called the hanged man. And in the card, typically you'll see the man hanging upside down tied by his leg. And he is like, one of his legs is crossed over the other one. And he looks like the number four kind of upside down. And I recently translated the booklet for a deck um, designed and created here in Israel by the talented illustrator Nadav Yehel and tarot reader Nama Noach Yoeli. It's called X Lovers, and it's coming out in 2024. And last week we were speaking about nothing and everything. And this line, right before we we started recording, this line flashed into my head. And it was something about nothing and something and I went into the files and I control F'd until I found which card it was. And I'll read that card in a second. But I was like, of course it's the hanged man. Now, had just told me that when the war started like a week or two in, she pulled a card and it was the hanged man. Um, the card is the card that appears in the deck before death. As she explained it to me, it's, um, like the
0: listeners know who is Nama. oh we just named
1: i just named it's their deck and they should know who she is she's delightful and wonderful human and she's the tarot reader and one half of this project with the hell um i'll read the card first and then i'll explain the meeting because i think that there's something really you know it's all the same to you anyway doris so what do you have to lose The Hangman is here to teach us a powerful lesson about human nature. There is a time to grow and blossom, and there is a time to hit pause and let go. As difficult as it is for us humans to surrender, certain valuable insights can arrive only when we have the capacity for them. The time has come to let go of control and allow your inner roots to develop. You are no longer what you thought you were, and you don't yet know what you will be. So right now, you are nothing but you are not no thing. Something new and beautiful is taking shape in this state of nothingness. Let it. I'm really proud of that. I, I, I'm behind the English on this uh, booklet. <laughs> it's, it's good to like be proud of stuff that you do sometimes. So here's the powerful insight from Nama about this card. She said, it's super relevant for so many people the lesson is suspension and hanging in the air in Hebrew, which is what so many people are going through right now. We're not sure how it's going to be. We're not sure what's going to happen. We don't know what's coming next. And it's the card before the death card. And the death card is the change itself. The hangman comes right before the change. And the lesson is to let go, knowing that the wisdom will come from letting go. And letting go is such a big change for us humans, she said. We're not used to to that. That the tree knows how to grow. It knows when to grow its leaves and when to shed them. We're not really used to that. I was thinking about it today. She's right. I love the metaphor of the tree. And I was thinking about our evolutionary predecessors, monkeys. Where did monkeys live, Dor? On the trees. And they would swing between the trees, right? With their tails. We don't have tails anymore. We have tail bones. Like we look at ourselves versus monkeys like, oh, we're so much more evolved than them, but I don't know how to swing from trees. You know, it's like, I just think it's an interesting reflection on how adaptability is so relevant today, I think, for this world. And we have to work at it, it's a skill set. We don't have a tail. We have to like work at the tail, like move our tailbones, kind of get that monkey energy in. And I, Amy Sapan, need to let go or want to let go rather, not need, want. I want to let go of this feeling that there's just never going to be enough time. I'm never going to have enough time to properly get ready exactly as I want before the episode or read through all the news or read all the books I want to read. It's never going to be enough time with my parents. Um, yeah. And let's do a little quick news update and make you smile a little bit about the news that's coming in. One second. Pages are turning, turning the pages, turning the pages. Du, 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 du. Ooh, we wanted to talk about ptatzot. as p'tatsa, ptsatsa, boom, 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 boom. Like the air raid sirens today, ptutza. I went into the miklat, I went into the shelter next to my house. Ran, ran, ran. Thank God I was clothed. Oh my goodness. I was like getting ready to leave the house. Anyway, I go down there. You go down like one or two floors, get inside. Cuteness Central, two of the local uh, nurseries have set up in the bomb shelter. So it was like 80 of the cutest kids. Just surprises at every turn. News, going to the news. I wrote the news somewhere.
0: Where did I write the news down? No, I said, now without paper. Take the paper, speak from your heart, like the old days.
1: Not to speak what about you 66 hexagrams, like the uh, masculine feminine, the Shakti energy, the whole...
0: What's happening in Israel? What's going on? The
1: war is continuing. There are over 130 hostages still there. There was a picture released over the weekend with some people surrendering a congressional hearing. It's weird. It's like all the things we were like raging out about in October, November, like the college campuses or like in episode 24, when Jonathan and I were like, Hey, MIT president, you're all about like protecting hate speech on campus. Like what if someone dusts off their granddaddy's like Ku Klux Klan robe and like wants to you know take it for a spin at MIT and have like a heritage group come out like would you be cool with that so now that's like the discourse everywhere and it's weird because i'm just like i feel like we already talked about it and now it's cool like a lot of people are talking about it i guess we could talk about it like the SNL cold open this this weekend you know saturday night live so they open the show with like a recreation of the hearing it's so weird to be living through this moment. They keep saying like, "Oh, we're getting close. Like it's Hanukkah now." Oh yeah, happy Hanukkah. Like we completely disregard it. I haven't been to one candle lighting, but they um they said that like we're 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 doing better like against Hamas. I'm like, "Maybe we're hitting like 1%. Like how do you get how do you disarm like a huge ideology and like terror infrastructure and like the whole fucking strip with the tunnels like I was listening to some podcast today and it was like this environmental journalist talking about, okay, so if they flood the tunnels, it'll like fuck up the aquifers for the years to come and like all the groundwater and like the strip. But as it was until now, they already screwed up the the aquifers, like their leadership. So they don't have fresh drinking water there. So as it is today, they like rely on private water and desalinated water that comes in from elsewhere. And then if they flood the tunnels, it basically the IDF floods them as part of the military campaign, environmental effects for the years to come. But if they bomb the tunnels to get rid of them, then just like the, The munitions, like the toxicity of the munitions stored under there, would also be devastating to the environment. So she ended her segment with, like, this isn't even a question of, like, what's the best case scenario? It's like, what's the least worst scenario? Like, what's the least worst
0: option here? I understand something. What? I really love this kind of Amy, also. And what I suggest we will do is next time. I limit you to bring just one paper. Which means you will need to like write down like really small dots of what you want to speak about, not like a like a you know megilatat mode How do you say megila?
1: <laughs> not a declaration of. Not that.
0: like you have like here like twenty papers. If you don't <laughs> know what you're gonna speak about, you you have like totally different energy and vibe. What I do you mean? I don't know if you noticed. You are more like I am hope your parents don't listen to it, but it feels like you are on, on cocaine <laughs> in really good way.
1: You know, that's really funny because so, I tell people I don't do coke because my body produces coke. Like my order of coffee in the morning, and this is like really great, just I, I want to share the love. I don't drink an iced Americano. I drink a long espresso on ice, and that way I have one espresso in the morning, usually not... I I like to wait 30 to 40 minutes at least so that it's not the first thing in my bloodstream. And then a few hours later, I have my other shot of espresso because I find that when I do like two shots at the same time, first of all, I have like the most avaricious appetite for caffeine. Like I could finish like eight shots of espresso or something. And also because I'm way too sped up, I'm like cocaine energy central. So it's funny that you said that. That's like why I don't do that substance
0: so if you trust me please next time come with just <laughs> one paper and then you will be, you will be a little bit miami sapan and a little bit the good old amy the one that he, her brain is like full of whatever you have there but i it's a deal try one episode why do you care yeah yes about
1: yala. Yala. why why yeah yala. The- yeah Yala. Yala. yalla, yalla. Why do I have to say but? I just need to say yalla. wait, well, what's the butt energy? We're switching butt to and. It's rebrands. I pulled into Nazareth. I was feeling about half past day. I just need some place where I can lay my head. Hey, mister, Kenny, tell me one well, man might find a bed He just grinned and shook my hand No, was all he said
0: <laughs>
1: Take a load off Fanny Take a load for free Take a load off Fanny And, and You put the load right on me Oh yeah, you put the load right on me picked up my bag <laughs> I picked up my bag I went looking for a place to hide When I saw Carmen and the devil walking side by side I said Hey, hey Carmen God. Come on let's go downtown She said I gotta go but my friend can stick around yeah take a load off fanny take a load for free take a load off fanny you put the load right on me i always thought they were saying you put the lord right on me like you put the lord right now they're saying you put the load right on me which load oh your weight because the song is called the weight Thank you, Shema, Jonathan Gall, Maya Schlesinger. Happy birthday. We love you. Door Comet, I'm Amy Sapan. Thank you to our valuable, loyal listeners. We love you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for rating. Thanks for following us at October 7th, the podcast. Thanks for shooting us emails at October 7th, the podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for supporting us over on our Patreon. Also October 7th, the podcast. Stay safe. Stay tuned. Happy Hanukkah. Take a load off Annie. Take a load for free. Take a load off Annie. And you put the load right on me. So, they're not singing to Annie, and they're not saying you put the Lord right on me. This was really instructive. I learned what a lot is, today. What is funny? fanny? Mm-hmm. I, what I is is like fanny. I feel like fanny means, like, tushy. Like, I don't... It's just old Luke, and Luke's waiting on the judgment day. Like, is this a Christian song? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah.